I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, fit friends. It's Friday here while I'm recording this. It's a beautiful day. Clear sky, sun is out. We do have a bit of a cold front in Florida, so I'm bundled up with warm socks, my cozy sweater. We in Florida do everything we can to avoid turning the heater on. So it's a little bit chilly in here, but I won't complain. I'm in Florida. I know some of you are in very cold states or countries. We have listeners from all over the world. So hopefully it's nice and cozy wherever you are right now. I'm really excited about this podcast today because this is something that I teach to my clients in Fit Life Academy. And actually, I recently had posted on my Instagram about the cut that I'm doing right now. And I had a lot of people ask me, what is a cut? Like, tell me what you're doing. What does that mean? So I thought that this episode would be a good opportunity for me to explain what cutting is but also to dig into some strategies for weight loss that can help you on your journey. So first and foremost, when I say the term cutting, what that means in the weight loss world is that you're eating in a calorie deficit to lose weight. So another term that would be the opposite of cutting would be bulking. When you're in a bulk, and this is something that's probably more commonly heard, Um, You might know this term overcutting. So when you're bulking, the goal is to put on mass, right? You're intentionally eating more than what is your maintenance calorie intake or the amount of calories required for you to simply maintain where you're at. In a bulk, you're purposely putting yourself in a calorie surplus to be able to gain weight. And most people, they're hoping to gain muscle. So with a cut, you're doing the opposite. You're eating in that calorie deficit. So you're eating less than what it requires, the calorie content that it requires for you to maintain your weight. You're eating under that amount to cut weight. That's why it's called cutting. You're cutting weight off of your frame. Now, I said this in the podcast episode where I talk about how I lost 100 pounds and I talked about my journey and what I did to lose 100 pounds. I'm going to say this so often because I want it to be ingrained in your brain. I know so many of you listening to this feel so confused and overwhelmed with diet advice on the internet. And I know a lot of you are coming from backgrounds with fad dieting and have been yo-yo dieting for decades. So there's a lot of misinformation that you might have heard about losing weight. So I'm gonna tell you this again. The only thing necessary, the only thing, that you need to lose weight is to be in a prolonged calorie deficit. You have to be eating less than what is required of your maintenance intake. You must be in that caloric deficit to lose weight. That's all it takes. You don't have to cut out sugar. You don't have to cut out carbs. You don't have to eat low fat. You don't have to go on a juice cleanse. Any diet that you've ever done 
even if it was a fad diet, the only reason why you lost weight is because that diet approach put you in a calorie deficit. But the beauty of what I do and what we preach at FitLife Academy is that you do not have to cut out certain food groups or your favorite foods or alcohol. You do not have to cut out anything in particular from your diet to lose weight. Technically, you can live off of McDonald's and donuts and cookies and pizza and still lose weight. If you are eating those things, but eating in a calorie deficit, you will still lose weight. Now, of course, if you want to care about your internal health, if you care about your energy levels, your hunger levels, how you feel, of course, we want to eat a balanced, nutritious, and delicious diet. That's a mantra that we say all the time in Fit Life Academy. Your diet should be equally as delicious as it is nutritious. So we want you to enjoy your diet while also being mindful of how foods make you feel. But in terms of weight loss, it's so important to understand that you do not need to do anything fancy or special or overly restrictive to lose weight. It just comes down to that caloric deficit. So with most of my clients, what they're doing is they're tracking their calorie intake in some sort of way. We do have other approaches in Fit Life Academy. One common one is mindful eating, where we go on this journey with the client to help them work on their relationship with food. This is perfect for somebody who comes into Fit Life Academy. Maybe they have a history of an eating disorder, or maybe they've just been dieting for decades and they feel so much mistrust with food. They don't trust themselves with food. They feel like they're out of control with food. Maybe they're struggling with binge eating. The focus on mindful eating is to work on that relationship with food. And really what your relationship with food is, is a direct reflection of your relationship with yourself. So we work on self-care habits. We work on positive self-talk. We work on a lot of mental aspects of the, for the client to improve the relationship with self, which thus improves their relationship with food. But when a client comes on and they feel that they overall have a healthy relationship with food, certainly they're struggling with that misinformation. Um, they're struggling with the frustration of trying to lose weight and they haven't been successful. If we do feel that they are in a place to try tracking, or if they have tried tracking their calories in the past, but found it to be too tedious, too obsessive, they didn't enjoy the process, we do ask them to experiment with tracking with us because the approach that we take with tracking is very different from what a lot of clients who have come on the team say, whoa, I didn't realize this could be so easy. Like I worked with a coach or I did a program in the past where I had to track my intake and I had to track every morsel of food I had to measure everything. It was so stressful to do like a recipe for my family and try to figure out how do I measure all of this. Um, the way that we do tracking, we use a lot of different strategies to figure out what is the most practical approach for this individual. And that's what I want to talk about today is some of the things that you can do to figure out or trial and error different little strategies or approaches with tracking that make it easier for you. Because if you can make tracking a more enjoyable process, it's going to be a lot more 
likely that you're able to sustain or stick to tracking long term. And that's what's necessary to create a transformation, to create massive change. Before we dig into these strategies, I again want to reiterate, tracking is not for everyone and it's not the only way to be in a calorie deficit. Remember, to lose weight, you must be in a calorie deficit, but it doesn't mean that you have to track your calories to lose weight that you have to track your calories to be in a calorie deficit. Some of the strategies that I'm gonna share with you, I'm gonna talk about how I'm able to put myself in that calorie deficit without actually having to track my calories, like using my fitness pal, for example, and inputting my food every day. There are ways that you can lose weight without tracking that calorie deficit. But keep in mind, you must be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. I want to also add here that dieting is not for everyone and there is a certain time and place for dieting. That phrase, there's no time like now, does not apply to dieting. There are definitely chapters in your life where you shouldn't be dieting. And if you are not in the proper headspace, especially if you do really struggle, like if you've been trying to diet for a long time and you really struggle with your relationship with food, you view food as this like scary thing that causes you a lot of anxiety. If you have a history of disordered eating, if you've become obsessive with dieting or tracking in the past, it might not be the best approach for you, and that's okay. It is not the end-all be-all, but again, what we find when working with clients who have had bad experiences in the past with tracking or weight loss is once they learn these approaches, along with the mindset approaches that we teach in Fit Life Academy, they are able to track in a headspace that does not feel obsessive or overly restrictive or stress them out. So let's dive in. Let's talk about these strategies that can make tracking or cutting weight loss easier for you. So this is kind of, I'm going to be giving you the umbrella of what we teach in Fit Life Academy. Just understand, I'm gonna give you basically three different strategies that you can utilize, but there are still a lot of small tools that we can trial and error with clients within these three categories that can make it a little bit easier for them. So really there are three categories for approaching a cut. The first one is being very strict. And I'm going to say that with these three categories, I've done cuts weight loss phases, dieting phases. I've done all three of these categories. None of them are like necessarily better than the other. It's really about figuring out what works for you in that moment. So with category number one, that is a strict approach. And I have done strict diet phases in the past where I am 99% on top of my game. I'm not gonna say 100% because nobody's perfect. I definitely have always had a bad day here or there during a weight loss phase. But when I decide to go into a strict diet phase, I do not fuck around. I am giving everything I've got. I'm giving 100% of my best effort 
to see results. So what that looks like for me is having my calorie intake calculated. We have a calorie calculator in my fitness pal. You can also look up a free calculator. That's what's going to allow you to calculate one, your maintenance calories. So you know how much it looks like, how much is required for you to be able to just maintain where you're at. It's really important to understand that calorie intake. And then from there, you put yourself in a calorie deficit. So a strict approach is going to be 500 calories or more of a deficit per day. Just to put that into perspective, to lose one pound of fat, you need to burn about 3,500 calories. So if you're in a 500 calorie deficit a day, that's going to allow you to lose one pound per week, right? Because it's 500 calories a day times seven days a week. So you're able to burn 3,500 calories extra or be in a 3,500 calorie deficit every week. So anything above that, from that point above, is going to be a pretty aggressive calorie deficit. And if you want to see that calorie deficit through, if you want to see aggressive results in your cut, you do need to be strict. Now, again, this is not the right way to lose weight. You have to decide, am I in a headspace? Am I in an environment? Am I in a place in my life where I can take this on? If I have a lot going on, say I know that I'm going to be traveling in the next few months, I know that I have a lot of like extracurricular activities coming up, you know, maybe the kids have some things going on like with their sports or um, maybe I know that I have a lot of like social occasions and events coming up, it's going to be hard for me to be strict. And I want to add here too that when I plan a diet phase, this is something that we also teach in Fit Life Academy, I plan them to be two to four months. You should not be in a calorie deficit for longer than four months. That is the maximum recommended amount of time to be in a prolonged calorie deficit before you need to take a maintenance break. A maintenance break is required not only for the physical benefits, the metabolic benefits, when your body is in that prolonged calorie deficit, it does start to adapt to that calorie deficit. So it does affect your metabolism. Your metabolism starts to adjust. It starts to slow down to be able to sustain basic body functions on that calorie deficit. It's knowing that it's not getting the energy required to maintain your body. So it starts to adapt to that. It does also start to change your and adjust your hormones, which is why we result or we see a change in your metabolism. So when you're planning your diet phase, plan for two to four months. So when I'm planning mine, I know in the next two to four months, if I wanna be strict, that means that my schedule has to be pretty normal. Nothing crazy going on, no big trips, no big events, because that's going to make it really difficult for me to be on an aggressive or strict pace. And again, I want to be in the right headspace for it. Like, do I feel like I can handle that? I will say that now being 16 months postpartum from the time that I delivered my daughter until now, the past 16 months, I was not... <laughs> 
not at all in a place where I could take on anything aggressive. I knew that about myself and I did not feel bad about it. I see a lot of people that come onto the team, they sign up with me, they're really excited and really eager to lose weight, but they're just not in a place where they should be doing an aggressive or strict calorie deficit. A lot of the times it's because they come on the team wanting to lose weight after trying to diet for years, some of them for decades trying to lose the same weight and they've just been spinning their wheels and frustrated. So a lot of the times we actually have to go through this maintenance phase where we do the mindful eating approach with that client because they desperately need that break. They desperately need that reset to get remotivated, to get to a point three months down the road where they do feel like they are ready to take on that strict or aggressive approach. So a lot of people, they feel like they're not good enough or they feel guilty. They always think that they need to be 100% on point. They always feel like, oh yes, I'm zero to 100, right? That all or nothing mentality. If I'm gonna do this, I need to be 100%. And that actually causes a lot of people to sabotage and give up because nobody's perfect. And when you have that mindset, when you have that expectation of you being perfect, it's just setting your, yourself up for disappointment and that disappointment is going to cause you to feel discouraged and that discouragement usually makes people feel defeated and thus give up. So it's very important any of these strategies that you go into to know that you're not going to be perfect, but it is with this strict or more aggressive approach, it is important that you are self-aware enough to know, can I take this on? Can I handle this right now? I actually had a client that I've been working with for the past few months that came on and she really wanted to do the aggressive approach, but she is in graduate school she works a full-time job. She has interning hours that she has to complete for her graduate school. She also runs a free blog and she has a relationship and she's also getting married. Oh my God, she's also getting married next year. So she's planning a wedding. She was stacked to the brim with responsibilities and shit going on in her life. So I told her, I said, this is going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot for you to ask of yourself to be aggressive on this weight loss approach when you have so many other things going on in your life. But she was determined to do it. 100% as her coach, I'm here to support her and her decisions. I'm only here to provide her advice and guidance and then give her the plan that she wants and that we feel together is the best approach for her, right? So I gave her the aggressive plan. And a few weeks in, she crushed the first two weeks. She was really motivated, right? She's really excited. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. At first, you've got that motivation. You're super pumped, so you're absolutely crushing it. But then, of course, the reality of the situation dawned on her that this is too much. I am burnt out already after a few weeks, and I'm not going to be able to keep up with this. So after those first initial two weeks, when she started to slip and she started to experience issues in the next week, she started to really beat herself up. She started to have a lot of negative self-talk. I'm like, why can't I do this? I'm so frustrated with myself. I know I want this goal so bad, but I'm just tired. I'm burnt out. I don't feel motivated anymore. Mallory, what do I do? And I told her, listen, I really think that a more moderate approach to your goals is going to be the solution for you. All that it means is that it's going to take a little bit longer for you to get there, right? Maybe an extra 
two to three months for you to get to that goal that, you, that you're working towards. She was working towards losing 20 pounds, right? Add two to three months to that goal if that means that you have more peace of mind, if that means that you have more balance in your life. Because the thing is, if she continued to try with the aggressive approach, she would continue to spin her wheels. After that third, that third week would likely be the it would be replicated week four, week five, week six. She would continue to struggle where she would feel frustrated. She would feel burnt out. She wouldn't be motivated. So she was slacking on her nutrition. She was slacking on her workouts. But because we were able to nip it in the bud on the third week, and I said, let's change to a moderate approach. Let's increase your calories. Let's utilize some of these strategies that I'm going to talk about with the moderate approach. Let's utilize those strategies instead for you to be able to still see results because you can stick to the plan. You can stick to a moderate plan, right? You'll still see results and you will have your peace of mind. And that's what you have to realize going into this. It's not about what's the most optimal plan for you to be able to lose weight. It's about finding the gray area or finding the, the middle ground between what's optimal for you to see results, but what's practical for you to stick to. And that's going to depend on the headspace you're at and the season that you're in in your life. So when we changed approaches for her, she was able to stick to this new plan for three months. She lost 15 pounds in three months. So she was just five pounds shy of her goal in three months versus if she had continued to try to be aggressive and get frustrated with herself, she probably wouldn't have lost any weight. She probably would have given up at week six, probably earlier than that. So when you are doing an aggressive strategy, let's talk about what that looks like. An aggressive strategy with tracking is going to look like measuring all of your food, using your food scale. So you are going to be logging in some kind of app. Some people like to do pen and paper, but most people do an app like MyFitnessPal where it's got the database of all the different foods. Like you can find restaurants, um, you can find pretty much anything that's at your local grocery store. You can just search the item on MyFitnessPal and plug it in and you can set your calorie uh, intake to what you calculate is necessary for you to eat to be in that that calorie deficit, right? So being in an aggressive strategy means that you are tracking everything you're eating, but also measuring everything out because most people severely underestimate how much they're eating. This happens all the time with people that have not tracked before or have not tracked in a long time or have just been lax with tracking for a while. And they're like, oh my God, Mallory, I've been trying to eat 1500 calories a day and I haven't been able to lose any weight. I've been doing it for a month now. What's wrong with me? I think my metabolism is broken. I think I have metabolic damage. What's happening? I'm so frustrated, I can't lose weight. Well, <laughs> when I talk to them about, hey, just try this aggressive strategy for a week. Just try it. Let's see if you track every single thing, every single morsel of food that you are eating and use your food scale, measure out these foods. 
It's not going to be possible 100% of the time. Even with the aggressive approach, I do not expect myself or my clients to like go to a restaurant and order <laughs> order a meal. And then when it comes, you say, oh, hang on, pull out my food scale. Okay, I have to measure this chicken breast and see, is it three ounces? Is it four ounces? I don't know. Okay, let me scoop these veggies. Let me scoop this rice onto my food scale. I have to see how many grams of brown rice I'm eating. You do not have to do that even with the aggressive approach. But when you are eating at home, you do want to measure out the food that you're cooking for yourself. That's another really important part of an aggressive strategy. You should be cooking your meals. When I do an aggressive approach, I don't eat out at all. Not at all. For two to four months, I do not eat out. And again, I'm never 100% perfect, but it is 99% of the time. So maybe in that two to four months, I ate out one or two times because I just had to quickly like I, my go-to is grabbing a grilled chicken sandwich from Wendy's. No mayo, just plain grilled chicken sandwich. That's what my go-to is when I'm really in a pinch. But if I'm in an aggressive phase, I'm cooking all of my meals because I know what's in it, right? I know exactly what the measurements are for the brown rice I use, for the chicken breast I use, everything I'm cooking. And I don't do bulk recipes. So I'm going to make something that's really easy for me to measure the different components of it. So an example would be a soup. A soup isn't gonna be really hard to measure exactly how much of everything I'm eating in that serving. So I typically don't do bulk recipes like that, but there are tricks and there are ways to be able to figure out the exact calories. It's just a little bit tedious. It's not something that I'm willing to do. And that's kind of the point of this episode, you don't have to do parts of the process that you don't enjoy. It's a matter of understanding like, okay, I'm willing to be strict on not eating out. I'll use my food scale, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not going to like do the bulk recipes. I'll try to avoid bulk recipes. Like it's figuring out what works for you and what doesn't. And a lot of people, they're just like, no, I can't do this. This is too tedious. This is too overwhelming. It's like, okay, we'll take out the parts of it that are tedious and overwhelming and simplify it. Like make it work for you. Figure out what's the easiest, most, you know, path to least resistance of tracking that you can take. So for me, when I'm aggressive, I do not eat out. I use my food scale, I cook, like I'm cooking everything on my own, measuring out, and I do typically do some kind of meal prep. So meal prep is another one. Like there's so many different strategies for making it work for you. I am not the type of meal prepper that I want to cook everything on Sunday and have the same meals for the entire week. I prefer to usually like I'll cook every three days and I'll make something for lunch and dinner eat that same thing for lunch and dinner for three days, and then I'll prep again for the next three days. My breakfast is something that I can just quickly throw together in the morning. So if it's just like cooking two eggs with like some turkey sausage and a piece of whole grain toast and some fruit, something like that. Something that's just like uh, maybe microwaving some oatmeal, add a scoop of protein powder in it, something really simple that I can throw together. But otherwise, that's how I follow an aggressive approach to cutting. 
or weight loss. The next strategy is utilizing a more moderate approach. So when I was using the example of the client before, when we moved her from that aggressive approach of like use your food scale, you know, um, we were in a pretty aggressive calorie deficit for her. She was expected to limit how much she was eating out, to limit how much she was drinking. Also, there is the exercise component as well. This podcast is focused on the nutrition component, but I will just simply say in terms of exercise, exercise, there's not going to be massive changes with your weight loss goals and like with you being aggressive versus being moderate. The bulk of your results are going to come from your nutrition. So that that should be your primary focus with weight loss. However, when we're doing an aggressive approach, we tend to add in a little bit more cardio or a higher step goal to help widen that deficit. With a moderate approach, maybe we'll scale back a little bit on the exercise, but mainly we are making changes in the nutrition. So with that example of the client, we went to a smaller calorie deficit. So she was at a 500 calorie deficit per day. We decreased that to 350 calorie deficit per day. So she was eating a little bit more. I told her to be more relaxed with using her food scale. So I told her she could either not use it at all or just use it some of the time. If you decide to do a moderate approach, right? And you're like, okay, I would love to not use my food scale. Just try it. Just try it and see if you see results. Because again, the goal here is to make this as easy as possible while still seeing results. So if you're able to not use your food scale, just guesstimate portions and you're logging and you do that for two weeks and you're like, okay, cool, I lost three pounds. Awesome, this is working. Keep doing that. If you get to a point where you're not seeing the results that you wanna see, then you wanna start introducing in that food scale, start measuring out some of the items and being a little bit more accurate with your tracking. But with this client, I said, just use it when you feel like it. Like there's no, there's no um, commitment to using it. And when I tell clients that it tends to help them actually use it a little bit more because it doesn't feel like it's forced. It doesn't feel like they have to use it. So that that's a really helpful tool. You can kind of like reverse psychology yourself and just say like, I'm not going to use my food scale. And then you might actually be inclined to use it more frequently when there's not that pressure or that stress to use it. We did decrease her her cardio. So she was only lifting three days a week and then she was completing her lifts with 15 minutes of cardio. She no longer had um, cardio sessions outside of those three workouts. So she was just working out three days a week, 350 calorie deficit, no longer using the food scale. Those were the changes that we made to move her to a more moderate approach. There are an abundance of different little strategies that you can use to slide through the scale, right? The scale of like being aggressive, being moderate. And the last one I'm going to share with you is being lax. There are so many, like it's a spectrum, right? So there are so many different little tools that we can implement in an individual's plan to be able to make it work for them. It really depends on the individual, how they tick, what their lifestyle is, right? Their environment. It's really dependent on the person, but I'm just giving you ideas and I want you to take these ideas and decide like, what can I apply that might make sense for me, might make this a little bit easier for me, or you can just think up something on your own. Like what do you enjoy about the process and what don't you enjoy about the process? Work with your strengths and figure out how you can make your weaknesses either not be a weakness or embrace them. (laughs) So the last one, is the lax approach. And with the lax approach, 
I personally do the lax approach by not tracking at all. And I do something called mindful dieting, which is a sense, essentially a blend of what I've learned from tracking my calories over the years, what I've learned my diet needs to look like, my portion needs to look, my portions need to look like, how I need to structure my eating and what my um, step goal or like cardio amount needs to look like, blended with the principles of mindful eating. So the thing about this strategy is that you do need to have some experience in both routes, right? Both um, mindful eating and tracking to be able to excel and see results with this strategy. If you've never tracked your calories before, if you don't know what your diet needs to look like to be in a calorie deficit, it's going to be very difficult for you to put yourself in that calorie deficit without actually tracking, right? And if you've never done mindful eating before, and you don't have, you haven't learned or applied those concepts in your life, then it's going to be very difficult to, for you to be able to honor your physical hunger cues, for you to be able to differentiate emotional hunger versus physical hunger, for you to be able to overcome or work with your emotional hunger. Right? So this is something that does require a little bit of experience, but I will say, if you want to try this approach, if you're like, okay, this sounds great, wonderful. I would love to be like relaxed and super easy and effortless to um, lose weight, not have to track, not have to cut out the, you know, certain foods, no more fat diets, but also I don't have to track. Like, wow, that sounds too good to be true. Well, you can absolutely do it. But again, you do need to have some experience with tracking under your belt. So if you've never tracked before, just go ahead and spend a week tracking at that calorie deficit that's necessary for you and start to get an idea of what your diet needs to look like to stay within that calorie budget, right? That's that's what it is. I love to look at it that way. It's like, it's a calorie budget, just like your financial budget. Like you have a certain amount of money that you can spend every, not every day really, but like what, every month. So with your calories, you have a certain budget, a lot of budget that you can eat within those calories every day. So you do need to have an understanding of what your diet needs to look like to stay within that calorie budget. With this strategy, I tend to set specific commitments for myself, like how often I'm gonna eat out. So maybe it's like, okay, I'll eat out two times a week. I don't personally drink alcohol, but if you drink alcohol, it would be a good idea to set like some commitments, maybe like one night a week, I'll have a couple of drinks. With this approach, you do need to make some lifestyle changes. If there are lifestyle habits currently implemented that are not serving you, that are maybe either causing weight gain or they are stopping you from being able to lose weight. I recommend this for the moderate approach as, as well. I think the only difference really with my strategy when I'm doing a moderate approach versus aggressive is I'm not using the food scale. I'm still having a commitment to cooking at home, limiting how much I'm eating out. I'm working on the step goal, the cardio, the extra cardio. And then with the lax approach, it's taking out the tracking and the measuring, but still having a commitment to cooking at home, you know, so limiting eating out. Again, if you are a drinker, limiting your alcohol. Instead of focusing on like a limitation, because we try as much as we can to avoid restriction in this program. Obviously, being in a calorie deficit is a form of restriction, right? You're restricting your calorie intake to be able to lose the weight, but we don't wanna focus on, there's, there's no need to restrict certain types of foods. You can have any food, you can have alcohol, you can eat out, but I do think it's helpful to make a commitment. So maybe that's a better word than limitation. Make a commitment for, I'm gonna eat out twice a week. 
because it is really hard to know how many calories that you're intaking. And typically people are over consuming calories when they eat out often, because there's usually a lot of calories in food that when you're eating out that you're not really aware of, like if they're using oil, butter, um, sauces, if there's like a full fat cheese or dressing, you're not really sure how much of that you're getting. And again, people tend to underestimate their portion sizes. I always overestimate when I'm doing an approach, say the moderate approach, I am tracking, but I'm not measuring. I'm not using the food scale. I'm always overestimating. If my goal is to lose weight, I'm always overestimating. If my goal was to bulk and to gain weight, then I would underestimate, right? I would say, hmm, this looks like half a cup of brown rice. I'm going to log it as one third because my goal is to gain weight and I'd rather ear on the side of caution, right? So if you're trying to lose weight and you think, okay, this looks like half a cup of brown rice, I'm going to put in as two thirds a cup of brown rice just to be safe. It gives you a little bit of leeway with the tracking when you're not measuring to underestimate the portion. So when I'm personally in that lax approach, I'm not tracking my calories. I'm not measuring my food. I'm eating out at home and I'm eating my diet in a similar way that I would when I am tracking, but just not tracking right? My diet is replicated to what it would look like when I'm tracking, what it would look like for me to be in a calorie deficit, but I'm not actually doing it. So with this lax approach, results tend to be slower than if I was doing an aggressive or moderate approach, but I choose to take the slower route, the slower pace, because it is better for my peace of mind. It is better for my mental health. It is better for my headspace. It makes more sense for what chapter of my life that I'm in. Now, having two kids, running a business, I'm very busy. I, it's hard for me to do an aggressive deficit. The last time I did an aggressive cut was the summer of 2019. So Marshall was in preschool full-time. I, I was able, I had the ability to really focus on my cut, right? My weight loss phase. And I saw incredible results. But when I'm doing a lax approach, I still see substantial results, right? It's still effective. I'm still making progress and I'm still losing weight. And another thing about it too is like, as I'm in that lax approach, I am weighing myself and measuring progress as I go along. So I can tweak things. If the first two weeks I didn't lose any weight, then I know, okay, let me track for like two or three days, see what things are looking like, kind of like pull in the reins a little bit, and then go back to my not tracking, just make some little changes, right? Like maybe up the cardio a little bit, just small changes. And then I see, okay, I'm losing weight. I'm on the right path. Just keep doing that. So I might lose a little bit less weight with the lax or moderate approach, but it serves my peace of mind. And that's something that's so important. Like if you take anything from this podcast episode, that is the number one thing that I want you to take. You do not have to get to this weight loss goal as fast as humanly possible. And the reason why people are trying so hard, they're willing to be super restrictive, super strict, super aggressive, is because they're coming from a place of self-loathing. They think that this weight loss, losing that 20 pounds is going to dramatically change their lives. They're going to be happier. They're going to feel better about themselves. Like losing that weight is the end all be all to them being a happier person. That is putting so much pressure on you and it's unnecessary pressure. 
The reason why I'm able to do a lax approach and see success with it is one, I have the knowledge, right? I know what I need to do. I know what my diet needs to look like, but two, I'm in the right mindset. I'm in the mindset of going into this approach with, okay, I'm already awesome. I'm already healthy. I'm already hot. I'm just doing this for the hell of it. I'm just losing this weight because why not? Why, why the hell not get hotter? Why the hell not get fitter? So it's coming from this mindset of like joy and fun and not stress. It's, there's no pressure attached to it. So I'm able to go through those two to four months just enjoying myself, doing the best that I can, and I see results because I see it through. And again, it's that knowledge too of like knowing when I have to change course, knowing when it's like, okay, I need to adjust something here. It's really that simple. It truly is. It's not easy. It's the, the hardest part about this is the pressure that you put on yourself. The hardest part about this is giving yourself the compassion to say, hey, I don't need to lose these 20 pounds in three months. What if I lose 10 pounds in three months? What if I take this like slower, more practical, more enjoyer, enjoyable approach to weight loss for the next three months, lose 10 pounds, but end the three months with peace of mind? knowing that like the last three months were really fun. I learned a lot about myself. I made, I implemented a lot of incredible healthy habits into my life and it was a good freaking time and I lost 10 pounds, right? So I would rather see you it's very unlikely that if you go into an aggressive approach, feeling a lot of stress, feeling a lot of pressure, it's very unlikely that you're even going to lose those 20 pounds because you are miserable. You're going to start spinning your wheels just like that, that example that I gave you. If you have all this stress already in your life and you're adding more stress to your life by trying to lose weight, you're just going to end up stuck. And you probably can relate to this. You can probably look at the past year and say, yeah, wow, like that's exactly what I've been doing, right? So the biggest takeaway that you can take from this podcast episode is to chill the fuck out to be okay with the slower path to getting to your goals, to be okay with it taking longer. I say this all the time when I talk about my journey to losing 100 pounds. It took me two years to lose 100 pounds, two years. When I did that journey, I was not aggressive once, not at all. That was a very moderate approach. I was definitely in the middle of that spectrum. I wasn't super aggressive. I rarely used my, my food scale to measure my food. I was tracking very consistently, but I was not using my food scale. Um, and I was like limiting how much I was eating out. I was mainly cooking and prepping at home, but I was using the moderate approach and I lost a hundred pounds. It took me two years. To put that into perspective, that's about 50 pounds a year. That's about one pound a week, right? So for a lot of people, they see one pound a week, like a month in, they're like, I've only lost four pounds, especially when you have that substantial, like that big weight loss goal, and they see four pounds in a month, and they're like, fuck, I've only lost four pounds? This is nothing, this isn't enough. Like, so they either feel like I need to get more aggressive, I'm not doing enough, or they feel like it's not working. They're like, this isn't, this isn't working for me, I'm not losing weight. When in reality, like what if I had the same mentality? What if a month into that journey, I was like, I've only lost four pounds. This isn't enough. Fuck this, I'm failing at this. I suck at this. Or I started putting all that pressure on myself. I would have started to spin my wheels. I start, would have started to get frustrated, feel that discouragement and give up. 
But instead, I just kept trying my best. I just stayed committed to that moderate approach to weight loss. And in two years time, I was down 100 pounds. So I promise you, the lax approach, the moderate approach, as long as you're making progress, you're going to get there. You need to decide what is the practical approach for me? What is something that I can actually sustain? Maybe you can sustain measuring out all your food for two months, or maybe it's just one month. Like you can, you can do this however the hell you want. So you can be aggressive for a month and then decide to go to a more moderate or lax approach for the last two to three months, right? That's a really helpful strategy for a lot of people because they love to see those substantial results. And the first month, maybe they're down like eight pounds in the first month. They're like, hell yeah, this is amazing, but I am definitely getting tired of how tedious I have to be. So for the next two months, I'm just gonna go to the moderate approach. So they end up dropping 15 pounds or, or maybe they do hit that goal of 20 pounds but the journey the process was more enjoyable and thus they were able to stick with it they were able to stay stay consistent and they were able to reach that transformation so i hope this episode was helpful for you i hope you took something from it to make your weight loss journey so much easier let me know what was the big takeaway from you for you what did you learn from this episode i would love to hear you can hit me up on dms on instagram my instagram handle is mallory king fitness i would love to hear from you it means so much to me to hear that you guys are taking something from this so as always you guys are the best i love you i appreciate you you're amazing have a beautiful day and i'll talk to you soon thank you so much for tuning in today and i can't wait to see you next time